Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. So this is an 11-page story in The Athletic. Stephen Nesbitt, who covered the Pirates for a long time, and Ken Rosenthal, who's probably the biggest insider name in baseball going right now. I would say he's in the... Passing. Yeah, I would say that Ken Rosenthal is either the baseball equivalent of Adam Schefter or Jay Glazer. He's that big of a name, and he's been doing it for that long. So his name is on this story, too. 11-page report, and the title is Why the Pirates Keep Losing, quote, Comfortable Being Mediocre. And the story starts with an anecdote from 10 years ago. So back in 2014, when Neil Huntington was still the GM, and he went to ownership, he wanted to upgrade the team's spring training facilities. Uh, It's been around for a while. The clubhouse, it says here, was built back in the 1920s. So Huntington went to ownership with a plan to come up with $8 million for upgrades for their home down in Bradenton. And when Huntington asked for this money, Bob Nutting, according to this story allegedly, and they cited three sources who confirmed this, told Huntington the money would have to come out of the existing baseball operations budget. And it says here that that covers everything from scouting to player development to salary, so it could affect payroll. And then the next sentence says the $8 million ultimately was drawn over time from the Major League payroll. So that's where the story starts. And that's honestly, I've read the whole thing and we'll get into some of it. I think that's probably the biggest piece of new information that comes out of it. So this is, well, Pirates haven't responded to any of it. They haven't, Travis Williams hasn't talked. Ben Charrington hasn't talked. Bob Nutting hasn't talked. Although I would expect Nutting soon to talk because he usually does when spring training opens. Um, I will say for me... If this part is true, I don't like it. If, now this is going back to 2014 when they were right in the thick of contending for divisions and making the playoffs and competing for World Series, taking $8 million out then, okay, sorry, Neil, you can get your uh, clubhouse updated, but we're going to take away from the things that help put a better product on the field. I'm not a fan of that. If that part of the story is true, Chris, that would be a problem. That would be problematic for me if they had to rob Peter to pay Paul to make their facilities better. Uh, That was my major takeaway as far as certainly new information from the story. I would agree if that is, in fact, what happened, if that is true, uh, I don't like that. That's the part I don't agree with. no one went on the record to say that. No one went on the record. It was sources were granted anonymity throughout this. But if it is in fact true that the $8 million was drawn over time from the Major League payroll, I don't like that. 
I do think that in really any professional sports industry, the major four leagues, uh, I do think it's pretty straightforward belief of mine. Payroll should be one part of the budget, and then operating expenses should be a separate bucket. Like that most you're, businesses, that you're drawing like from. 99% of businesses, right. I think, are done like that. Yeah, you draw from two different buckets. That's how. That's kind of how the budget gets made. So if that part of it is true, I do not like that. I am. I would pretty much co-sign every syllable now, of what you said there. What I think is, what I think is a little bit. I'll go with the word interesting here about that story. Put yourself in Neil Huntington's shoes. Ten years ago, you're coming off a 94 win season. Where you win the wild card game, people have called that like one of the great sporting events in Pittsburgh history. I can't disagree. Yep. You lose. You take the Cardinals, a hundred plus win team to the brink. Five games. Team that ended up representing the NL in the now, World Series. I would agree. You might think this is short sighted by the owner and like, what are we doing here? We can't have both. We can't have our cake and eat it too. I can't have eight million dollars for players and eight million dollars in upgrades. We're just having, we just came off this historically great season. Everyone's happy with us. If I'm in Huntington's spot, I think I just say the hell with the $8 million in renovations and give me the $8 million on players. I would If it's one or the other, in that situation, like, I'm, I'm just, if this is true, I'm surprised Huntington didn't say, guys, I know, we don't have, this isn't insert name of team that's just built world-class spring training facility in Arizona somewhere. I understand that. But we're pretty curious. And can you guys for a few for a few weeks just tolerate the clubhouse conditions here? Well, the other so we can win. I like I hearken back to watching what was what was David Justice doing in Moneyball Donnie when he got to the A's? Wasn't he having to pay for his own Pepsi or something like that? Like, yeah, he had to pay for his own soda. Yeah, I mean it's just, that in that way it's the same situation. Well, it's not just the clubhouse. I will I, I do feel compelled to point out it's also a, a weight big room. weight room, which yeah. is performance based there. Sure. It's basically increasing and tenfold I, and, the size and, of the And weight I will room. repeat, like somebody should probably not be in the position where they have to decide one or the other. But in that situation, I think I would have taken the eight million dollars and said Who can I the find heck with, with this? You know what? The facilities. Forget, forget about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll. I mean, eight million dollars ten years ago, you could have gotten maybe another starting pitcher or something like that for that price. Then, also, it says it does say the eight million was drawn over time from the major league payroll. I'm wondering how many. Like, is that over a period of multiple years? Then. Yep. So then, if it's just for argument's sake, if it was drawn over a three year period and it's three million a year, I would say then it becomes a little less of like what could you have gotten for maybe three million a year. But, yeah, I would still default back to it should come out of two separate buckets. Former player quoted here, not named, yep. on what happened to the Pirates after 13, 14, and 15, where their payroll peaked at, at, at $100 million. And by 2021, when they were in rebuild mode with Ben Charrington and Shelton, went all the way down to 45. And the former player said of nutting, quote, he pulled out so quick he was kind of comfortable stepping back and being mediocre, which is the quote that was used to give the title to this story. My opinion, I honestly think that because they had success for those three years, he thought they could like weave yarn into gold. Because you, if you have success doing it that way for three years in the sport that is supposed to challenge your structural way of doing things with a yeah. long regular season, if you go 94, 
80, what, 88, 98, and yeah. you win the second most games in baseball I, in that time frame, you probably figure I, I just, you have stumbled I, onto I, something. I felt like there was hubris there on their part after 15 with some of the moves that they made, especially some of the pitchers they picked up. Like, look at what Benedict and look at what Sirich have done with other reclamation projects. We'll just keep it going. I think that they, I think they were slow to adjust to the way baseball adjusted. I've pointed this out many times about the 13, especially the 13 and probably 14 teams. And in 15, I think it was starting to change across baseball, but it was still the same way. Do you remember baseball back then? It was a lot more like speed and defense. The shifting was still pretty novel. I mean, Pedro led the league in home runs. 36. The with 36. That wouldn't get you close to it now. No, those are like late 80s numbers. Right. It was it was very much 1980-style baseball because the and- they figured, okay, people still like to watch home runs, ball go far, and... Two things I think happened. The Pirates did not really make a good adjustment to figure out how to maximize their advantage in that realm. And they also, like, stubbornly, and I also will just say this, in in general, raw power has been something that really in my whole lifetime, even in the early 90s, they had bonds. Well, it's expensive, but they've failed to, they've had a hard time finding and developing raw power. Well, so that gets brought up here. It is, it's at least included, I think, like, to be fair, in the article, they don't make a big deal of it, but they do point out that in 2011, the the Pirates spent a record $17 million on the draft when they picked Cole first overall. Then they convinced Josh Bell to not go to Texas. Five they million got Glass bucks. now in the fifth round. Clay Holmes, who's gone on to pitch well with the Yankees in the ninth round. Yeah. So the Pirates found a loophole. And then baseball got pissed and closed it. Well, very big markets, and think notably John Henry from the Red Sox was loudly opposed to so, what they were doing. So they slotted everything in. They yep. created a level playing field with the draft. And then this article points out in the right to, since then their draft, their drafting has not been very good. And the other thing they point out is they talk about the international thing. Remember they built the Dominican Academy and everything yep. else. They have not, this is incredible. They have not developed an amateur free agent since Marte, who signed in 2007. Who made... That's more spe- than 15 years ago, Chris. Specifically, the the piece says, into a consistent impact player. So, yeah, almost... Now we're pushing 20 years ago since the last time I somebody mean, remember, came from that area. I mean, remember, you know this. Remember what a big deal it was when they opened that Dominican Academy and they thought that that was going to be a pipeline? It was Rene Gallo was down there and he was going to get them the best talent. Um... I think back in the in the salad days, those three years when I feel like people were obviously the results on the field backed what people wanted to believe about them. I think it was easier to believe that they were going to keep churning this stuff out. But they from a from a on field standpoint, I do think they lost their cutting edge of of innovation that they were on. They they failed to do what I think the Rays have managed to continually do somehow. Doesn't it feel like the Rays are always the ones innovating in the next step ahead, the opener, any other way you might look at like what they do? It used to be the A's, now I think it is the Rays, yeah. Yeah, they, they've innovated uh, in that way, and I do think the Pirates failed to continue innovating uh, after those three years. Okay, so then the next focus in this article is on what happened with Key Brian Hayes last year. And so the article, which is really just a takedown piece on the Pirates all the way around, now it transitions from money to just maybe their failure – in player development, yeah. right? How player instruction. And so it points out here, like, it, it, there, there's two sides to this coin. There's the positive side of things where Hayes had this breakout second half of the season, and and I and we talked about this a little bit last year. He owed it to John Nunnally, who was the hitting coach at Double A, and it says here that Charlie Hayes 
uh, Key Brian's dad, pretty much urged Key Brian to talk to Nunnally mm-hmm. because, quote, he knows what he's talking about. And, um, and Key Brian Hayes said he didn't think, he said, quote, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. At the end of the day, it's got to be about what's best for me. And he was of the opinion that, hey, it helps everybody the way I looked at it. No harm, no foul. Now, Hayes goes on the record and says all these things. Mm-hmm. He's quoted in here. So he thought when he was kind of going over the MLB hitting coach's head to talk to the double-A guy who he liked, that in the end, as long as he produced, it was going to work out. In business, by the way, as an aside here, you do get told, like, don't go over somebody's head. You should at least run it up the chain of command. If you don't get the answer you think you deserve or want or the help you need, then you take it up the ladder. But don't you always assume that sports works a little bit differently? And if it's you invested money in a guy, if buddy, if you need to go around our hitting coach who had been, you know, was embattled at that point, to say the least, go do it. Right. So there's, I mean, there's clearly from maybe Nunnally and Hayes, there's a little insubordination. There's a little bit of like not being honest about what was going on here, but it worked. And then Nunnally was let go by the Pirates at the end of the season and not only with one week left not only is quoted in the story as saying when they learned of the sessions that they had been having basically in secret quote for sure they were upset end quote now i would just tell you this um the part of this whole Nunnally hayes thing that is frustrating to read and, and i know we've heard about him before jason mackey's come on the show and talked about john Nunnally with us i yep. think right before they let him go uh actually upset is is frustrating to read because ultimately if it got your player that you had signed to a pretty rich deal in terms of the team's history of these kinds of deals to hit much better and would you say people are right now cautiously optimistic that maybe Brian Hayes has turned a corner I was I am and I was nervous around June of last year that he was just going to be a great fielding third baseman who never hit right and so now I think you have the potential that if he keeps hitting he's going to become a star the fact that they were apparently upset about this is troubling to me. I would just well, think it's not that, just them, Chris. Right. Hayes was upset that they fired Nunnally. Now, so I, there were hard feelings on both sides. I will sounds of things. I will say, I will say in the interest of fairness, having read all that and I am frustrated that we got to the point where it's like they're mad about it, like they cuz cuz clearly pride works its way in here, right? Our instructors are good enough. I will say Charrington's quoted as having been, you know, said in the past we're not averse to guys working with outside help, individual coaches, and that not only turned down jobs and is actually going to be working, it looks like, with Hayes as a private Yeah, he's coach. basically hired him as a private instructor the same way quarterbacks have quarterback coaches outside that are not employed team. by the team. Yeah, Kenny has one. but yep. like, it, I, What's the guy's name? Tony, Te- Tony Rapiochi. Rassi- is it Rapiochi? I'm not sure. Rassiope. Anyway, I will say that to whatever degree that part of it can come to a happier ending, it does because you find out that Hayes, bottom line, will continue working with the guy who made him look the best he's ever looked at the plate. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.